All right, the Rangers lose the first game of a two-game series to the Penguins in Pittsburgh, 4-3 to in a shootout. Uh, the Rangers had the lead in this one. They had a 3-1 to lead in the second period, and they were unable to hold that lead, unable to score again, and they lose for the third time in four games to open the season. And that's a game you've got to have on the road in Pittsburgh, up two goals. Got to have that game, especially in the shortened season, and I know people are talking about the good things that came from that game with the young players in Philip Hedl looking good, Capo Caco looking good, Ke'Andre Miller looking good, Adam Fox looking good, but Adam Fox after the game, and he's right, at some point it's not good enough to, to look back on the good things you did, you have to get the wins, and the Rangers just haven't been doing that now, uh, just three points in the first four games of the season, way under pace on the 1.2 points per game to eventually get in the playoffs, way under pace. Uh, and they'll see the Penguins again on Sunday in Pittsburgh, part of this two-game series. And it was pretty much the same story uh, early on in this game as the Rangers go behind one nothing. So now the third time in four games, they've given up the first goal of the game and they've lost all three of those games. Uh, they did bounce back with a Philip Hedo goal. Adam Fox scored on the power play. It looks like he has taken over that role from Tony D'Angelo after D'Angelo's two-game benching for his uh, unsportsmanlike hissy fit in the season opener. And Fox belongs in the, the number one power play. Tony D'Angelo has looked like shit in the first few games of the season and he looked like shit again. <laughs> On Friday night, turnovers all over the place, um, joining the forecheck when he shouldn't be, uh, the shootout attempt, which is shootout, you know, it's it's a dumb thing anyway, but if you're going to be one of the top three guys that goes, which is absurd that he even got selected, and then to skate down the ice, like you've got rental skates on, basically falling over on your face and to crash into the goal, you don't even get a shot off really. Just a horrible performance from him, and he's been awful in the two games he's played this season, and I didn't want the Rangers to bring it back. They did, and uh, so far the early returns there haven't been good. But after the Fox power play goal, the second goal of the game, Capo Caco got his second of the season. He's already got two goals in four games. Last year he only had 10 in 66 games in his rookie season. So Capo Caco has looked like a different player early on here, kind of what we saw from Jack Hughes the other night. Certainly not the dominating point-scoring performance that he was put on against the Rangers, but you could see the jump that both of these players taken one and two overall last year in the draft, the jump they've taken in their second season, they look like different guys. They look more confident. Kafo Kako just looks like a more complete player, a better player, um, and he's noticeable on the ice. Last year, you were you were noticing him because you were looking for him. You wanted to see him. You wanted to see him do something, and this year, he makes you notice him with his play, and that's a huge difference, and uh, he's been very good here in the early going for the Rangers, but the team blows a two-goal lead. just can't happen on the road, and Joe Micheletti at MSG, in the, in, you know, talking about the game after it was over, talks about how the Rangers weren't able to get that fourth goal in the third period to get a two-goal lead. Well, Joe, they had a two-goal lead. They were up 3-1. to one. They shouldn't have to get that fourth goal. They shouldn't have to get a fourth goal because they get the lead to 3-2. to two. It, it was 3-1. to one. You've got to hold that lead, and you've got to hold it in Pittsburgh. That's a huge swing. Four-point swing if they're able to hold on there against the Penguins, who have been playing great. Started the season 0-2 against the Flyers and had two huge comeback wins against the Capitals. And now they have another comeback win against the Rangers and those are games you have to win you have to put those away you can't be blowing two goal leads along the way unless you're going to start overcoming some two goal leads on your own end and the Rangers haven't done that so if, if you're not going to be balancing them out then you can't be doing that it's a bad loss it, it's not a bad loss in the grand scheme of hey we saw young players developing we saw them having great games Kendra Miller's on the ice for basically the entire time of Sidney Crosby of getting Malkin shifts he played awesome like I said Capo Caco looked good Philip Hedl scores Adam Fox scores you know the young players did look good but in the in the long-term picture sure it was a good game for them but results-oriented picture it's a bad game it's a bad loss 
and these losses have to start affecting David Quinn because this is his third season. And if you're going to say the first season was a throwaway, which it pretty much was, and then last season was part of the rebuild, yes, this season's also part of that rebuild. But at some point, you need to think that this guy is, is the right guy to lead them to you know actual points in the standings, not developing a team, not getting the players he wants, not changing the culture, not instilling his hockey philosophy on his team, but actually winning and losing games should what matter at some point. And probably not this year. It's probably going to be next year, but... He'll coach himself out of a job if he keeps going the way he is with, you know, Alexis Lafreniere. He, he's the number one overall pick, the most highly touted number one pick since Connor McDavid. And the kid's getting as much ice time as, as Phil DiGiuseppe, actually one second less of ice time. And yeah, DiGiuseppe was good. He had two assists. Yes, he played great. It was one of his best games in his NHL career. But Lafreniere is the future of this team. He's going to be the face of the franchise he needs to be playing. The only three forwards to get less ice time than him were Brett Howden, Brendan Lemieux, and Kevin Rooney, the fourth line. And Lafreniere, he's got to be on the ice more than 15 minutes in a game, especially a game that goes to three-on-three overtime. That's just unacceptable. And he should be eating minutes on the first power play. I don't know how we keep talking about this. From Ryan Strom, Ryan Strom is so out of place on the power play. He was basically on PP1 last year because he got to play with Panera and the rest of the time, so they probably figured, let's put him there too. And it was sort of out of necessity because they didn't have the depth that they do now. But now that Heedle's taking that next step and Kako's taking that next step and Lafreniere is here, why is Ryan Strom on PP1? Shouldn't be. He should not be getting nearly the ice time that he gets. It's just not right. And David Quinn continues to shuffle the lines every period. And it's not like you can say, oh, the team didn't have training camp. Oh, they didn't have preseason games. Oh, it's early in the season. You pretty much know what you have here. I mean, it's it's essentially the same exact roster just with Lafreniere. And you take away, like, yes, profess and putting Kevin Rooney. Like, you have the same team. You know your guys. So it shouldn't take this much adjusting mid-game every single game. No one's having an opportunity to play with each other for a lengthy enough period of time that they'll probably feel comfortable. It's too much. It's too much with the line shuffling. I, I get you have to shuffle lines time to time, but every, from period to period, have some consistency. And then there's Jack Johnson, who I, I don't know what the odds would have been if you were to bet on him being in the lineup for the first four games of the season, but you could have got some really good odds. You'd probably be sitting pretty right now on some serious money. If there was a prop bet out there on that, because Jack Johnson should not be in this lineup every game. I mean, he shouldn't be on the team, period. But how is he playing over Brennan Smith? I don't know. I don't know. David Quinn continues to do odd things. It's the ice time. It's the line shuffling. It's who's in the lineup, who's not. It's his power play units. And you want to see him do well because you want the Rangers to do well. But he'll coach himself right out of a job if he keeps making these ridiculous decisions. And it probably, like I said, wouldn't be this year. But next year, results are going to matter for this Rangers team. They're going to matter. They don't necessarily matter yet, which is too bad because I want some playoff hockey. I want some Rangers playoff hockey. In the last few years, all we had was those three games in four days against Carolina. I want more than that. And I don't know that this team is good enough to get there, especially when you look at the East, how deep it is. I've talked about this at length, but it was always going to be hard. It's going to be a lot harder when you don't win a game against the Devils where you dominate play and outshoot them 50-28 to 28 and possess the puck nearly the entire game. <laughs> and it's not going to be easy when you're going to Pittsburgh and you take 3-1 leads and you blow those. So the Rangers answered their opening night loss to the Islanders with a big win. They follow that up with, with a strong performance against the Devils, but they lose. They follow that up by jumping out to a two-goal lead against Pittsburgh. They can't hold that. They lose. So now they play Pittsburgh again on Sunday night, and this is a big game. Every game is a big game, but this is a big game. What are you going to lose three in a row? 
I said before the season starts, you cannot stack losses. Three-game losing streaks, four-game losing streaks, five-game losing streaks. They'll sink your season in a 56-game season. They'll sink it. And this you, this division, is the margin of error is going to be so thin that to be out there blowing two-goal leads on the road in Pittsburgh, it's just it's disappointing. But it doesn't even feel like this. Like everything I see following the game was praising the Rangers' young players, which that's fine. And that's fine in the long term. But in the short term... It's not fine because that's a huge two points they gave up. And they got the loser point, but you can't sit on loser points. You need those two points. And it was a four-point swing out there, and they let it slip away. So now they'll play Pittsburgh again on Sunday night. It's like, hey, they have to win, but hey, they have to win every game. Or most of the games. Washington's out there without Ovechkin and Kuznetsov winning games against Buffalo. The Rangers are at full strength blowing two-goal leads. That's the difference. That'll do it for today. Rangers-Penguins Sunday night in Pittsburgh. I'll be back on Monday to talk about that game. Have a great weekend.